1: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Bannon Woods. Try
3: to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream
1: athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this.
4: With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Steven Woods. (laughs) That was incredible. And Paul Reindel. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh, it's Ben and Woods. Finally, the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3, the fan. Good morning, everybody. Do the show, bitch.
3: All right, we are halfway home on a Monday, November 20th here. Uh, ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Beautiful, beautiful Monday out there. Great to be with you. Very uh, very blessed and thankful to be here as part of your morning. I'm Woodsy. To my right is Frank Marchese, a.k.a. Italian Paul, a.k.a. Italian Frank, a.k.a. Frank. What does uh, Tony Gwen Jr. call you? Manikazzi. Frank Manikazzi. He has a million different names.
4: Sounds like something I'd like to eat. Manakazi. Manakazi. Yeah. I don't think it really is. It sounds I mean, like manicotti is. Mm. Manakazi, I don't know, but I'll try it. If a good something chef... to
3: drink, actually. Like the kamikaze, the well, manakazi. Yeah. Delicious. Maybe you can get one at Jay... spritz. Maybe you can get one Jay Paris's at
4: Jay the happy, happy hour. hour. Yeah. yeah,
3: you and the rest I'll of the... i have one manikaze. You and the rest of the sports folk. I'll be at home playing the guitar, Ben. He really, I think...
4: You really hurt me earlier. I did. You did. You didn't hurt me. When I said what all the other media members think of you? Yes. It really, like, I went, I wonder what they tell him. Nothing. Hmm. No. I, I mean, I think they're very entertained by you. Oh, is that right? All no, right, take well. it as a point of pride. Okay. they don't consider you a true member of the media, that's probably a point of pride for you. You don't want to be a true member of the media. You've said it many times, but you, I want to be respected you as one. <laughs> you've said many times I don't consider myself a member of the media. All right, haven't you on this show? You've said that. Enjoy your ratings, didn't you? Just been... say it in the live stream I, I, too.
3: I, I did. I, I did. I said I don't really like everyone in sports media. Just fancies themselves very, um, very. That's too serious for me. Sometimes I get as serious as the next guy about
4: baseball and. Things like that, but holy cow, man. I think the problem is is you're if everyone tried to be like you, the sports media would, it would be a be, disaster. It'd be a disaster. <laughs> if yeah, there were like twenty woods shouting out questions at every press conference and no one asking the boring, serious questions, it would be a nightmare. It really would. But- no,
3: and Satan's blowfish says not members of the media while hosting a radio show. No, I get it. I, I'm definitely media, but I I don't I don't know. Like I don't consider myself like Ben. Sport like sports media. I'm a little bit more of a fan. Yeah, I'm not not as buttoned up.
4: You're definitely not you don't think you're a journalist. Oh no. No. I, I have no journalistic integrity. Now yeah. Anyone who works technically in radio or television is part of the, the media. media. Yes. I mean, you know, the John and Tammy down the yeah, hall. They're part the of the media. They don't cover the Padres at all. Doesn't mean little bit they're they not do. part of a little bit. Not really part of the media though. Yeah. All right, we've got our phone lines open, 833-288-0973. Uh, two hours in, still haven't broken down San Diego State's loss to San Jose State in football on Saturday night. That was, Woods uh, has some thoughts on that. that he'll was, share later There's in the another program. shot that he took. I,
3: I watched some of that game. Did you? Yeah, I had to uh, toothpick I, my eyes open. I did
4: not watch. You any, didn't watch? I did not watch a second uh, of that game.
3: Let me take your uh, media card from you. That's embarrassing. You should be embarrassed uh, right now. Uh, I did. I watched some of that game.
4: I was, uh, I did stay up and watch some of the Formula One race. Frank's going to talk about that. Yes, in the I want to talk about
3: that. But I want to get to McQuell's yeah, call. Let's get to some calls. Really
4: good 833-2880-973. Reacting to what we just heard from Jay Paris on Peter Seidler's passing and the Padres' 2023 attitude during the season. McQuell, welcome to Ben and Woods on 973 The Fan.
5: Thank you. Thank you.
4: what do you want to say, buddy? Uh,
5: just listening to that and. You know, for me, you know, when we talk about, okay, what's changed, what made this year different, for me it was the expectation. And it wasn't as simple as, oh, you know, we have greater expectations for the team. But for me it was, okay, in 2021-22 20, when we started to see great success, we had an expectation of let's make it to the playoffs and see as far as we can go. And I think the players responded to that. This year the expectation going into the year, everybody nationally here in San Diego, everybody's saying the expectation is World Series, or buck more, more, more than anything. Oh yeah, the World Series with buck
3: power rankings, with, all of it. Yep.
5: Yeah, and with that mentality, now I mean, unconsciously for the players, that gets into them. Now the question is, okay, where, like you said, where am I batting in the lineup to make sure I get the numbers for a World Series team? I'm not doing four saves and not being able to pitch in the playoffs in the World Series. Yep. I mean, you start having that mentality within the players. Which unfortunately leads to okay, we have one run loss here, we have a one run loss there. By the time you get in the middle of the season, now we're in panic mode, and then by the time you get to the end of the season, you don't even make the playoffs. So, you know, for me it was really just that everybody nationally saying this is the World Series team, you have that within the organization. This is the World Series team. What are we doing now? What are we doing next week? What am I doing to secure myself? things like that. It's For a great me, that point, what like, the biggest
3: issue. that's no, a great point too and and like I talked about a little bit earlier in the show today if we've talked about uh, as we've talked about in the off season when when management itself when Peter and AJ and Eric and everyone in management is like all right, I mean, NLCS last year pretty good job. Uh pretty good job guys. Now we need a little bit more that playoff revenue that came in last year was spectacular. We're gonna we're gonna want that again. You know, we're losing our Bally's rights here. We need to get that playoff revenue. We need to get that done. That is a lot of pressure. Um, those are a lot of expectations. Again, to fall short of that uh, is is pretty terrible. I, I
4: think uh, McQuill also touched on. It wasn't just expectations. Some some teams deal with them. Some teams don't. We've seen. I mean. Kansas City Chiefs had Super Bowl expectations last year and they they won the Super Bowl. The Dodgers have have World Series expectations every year. They usually fall flat. Now, is that feeling the pressure or in the case of the 2023 San Diego Padres was there something to we need to make sure we are ramping up for October. The, let's yes. let's not let's not go all out all season because we need to save some in reserve for later in the year. We need to save some bullets in our bullpen, in our starting rotation, that you know we don't want to spend everything just getting to the playoffs because we need to have a lot left when we get to October. And they spent so many months not kicking it into high gear that by the time they did, it was too late at the end of the season to even make the playoffs. You rolled out of bed if you were a San Diego Padre player, coach,
3: executive, whatever. You rolled out of bed. And if somebody had come to you and said, will you win not win 90 games this year? There's not a person in that front office. I don't think there's a person in the media. Honestly, I don't think there'd be too many fans. If you looked at the opening day roster as it stood and said, 90 win season, bet me your house. I mean, I don't think there's too many people that wouldn't have taken that bet, you know, honestly. And I think that they thought, we will roll out of bed, and on our worst days, we'll score six runs. On our worst days. Like the... The days that nobody's really seeing it, nobody's really feeling it, we're tired, it's August, we're in Kansas City, it's 105 degrees, we're putting up five or six runs. Keep us in the ball game, whoever may be on the mound. You rolled out of bed thinking you were going to win at least 90 games. And, uh, you know, when you look up quick and go, ooh, it's kind of spiraling and we keep losing in extras and we keep losing a lot of these close games. You couldn't get it back, and you never did. Well, you,
4: you did at the end when you were out of it. Eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. McQuell, thank you for the call. If you want to join us, give us a call right now. You kind of got the sense that the plan that they had in place worked. They were absolutely playing their best baseball at the end of the season. Won fourteen out of their last sixteen, even with myriad injuries. Uh, you had Soto was on fire. Uh, Xander was on fire at the end of the year. Uh, even with uh, you, Darvish, and Joe Musgrove out, you were getting your best pitching performances from Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo and, and Blake Walker. Snell, obviously, yes. and Michael Waka. They really, the plan in March to ramp up and be at your tip-top in, in September mission going into October, 100% mission accomplished. You did it. You really did. They were primed for a deep playoff run in October, even with the injuries they had. Genius strategy yeah. that absolutely completely backfired on them yeah. by not making the playoffs. No doubt. No doubt about it. I mean, it, it, again, you know, and, and that's the thing.
3: It's it's The baseball season such an interesting beast because— you you know who's the guy we talked to it's Wayne Kirby I think it was Wayne Kirby that told us what did he say we look at it in six, uh 40 no
4: it was quarters was so it was, like, it was like three you know, 50 chunks. game
3: chunks. 50, yeah. 50, 50 4 50. chunks 40, 40 we do 40, we, every 40, 40, yeah, 40 games 40, 40, we kind of reevaluate yeah. where we are and you reevaluate after 80 games and you're like yeah i mean this isn't really going well, but we still have 80 games to play. The baseball season's such an interesting beast because how many teams did we see come out of the chute white hot? And they roll and they're rolling and they're rolling and they're rolling. Even the freaking Texas Rangers, who won the World Series, were on the cusp on the cusp of not making the playoffs for a time in August and September. I mean, you thought they were going to go down the drain. Um, they happened to get very, very hot at the right time. They won every game on the road. No one in the world could ever imagine that would happen, and they did it, man, they did it. But a lot of these teams, you know, they've all they all everyone goes through a lull. The 111 win Dodgers, the the year that the Padres knocked them out. I mean, they really never hit theirs. They hit theirs in the playoffs, and so it's just such an interesting beast. How would we as Padre fans? We've seen this monster first half, monster first half. You are like we are cruising into the the trade deadline, and then. Off a cliff. That hurt. That hurt tremendously. That was terrible. Last year was worse for me. Last year was worse. Just the never could string it together. You never had a sus- it, until the very
5: end.
4: Let's until go out end. to uh, Rudy. Uh, also, another one of our listeners in North Carolina. Is that right? Good morning, Rudy.
5: Hey, hey good morning, guys. How you doing, Ben? Good. How you doing, Woods? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I, I I I resonate with you guys, especially you, Woods, about what Jay said about. You know, the heartfelt, you know, Siler issue and I have been on the I've been on the field as a pro player, never at the big league level, but I tell you what, you sacrifice a lot to be out there. And you know how the energy can go up and down any time. And I tell you what, I had a blessing of having some great managers that kept that energy level where it needed
3: it. Yeah, good point.
5: You know, I i I've been mean, I grew up in San Diego, I've been a Padres fan since I was, you know, nine, ten years old. Junior Padres, all that, the Murph. Moving away from California and San Diego, specifically, in the last years, it hurts to be away from that. But I tell you, I'm watching games till one o'clock in the morning, knowing that I love my team.
4: how a boy? I love it. But, uh,
5: yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, guys.
4: No, I, I think I think you're right. I mean, there are managers who have ridden their teams too hard. No question. Throughout a regular season, kept that energy up so high that by the time they got to August and September, they didn't have anything left for a playoff run. That is in real danger of being a major league manager with a good team, wouldn't you say? What's I no mean question. that that happens that you've got a guy who's so fired up and like wants you know, Jace Tingler was a little bit like that, and you know he was so high energy that he did feel like he spent some of those Padres by the end of the year that they didn't have anything left at Bob, the end. Bob
3: Melvin was like that. Bob Melvin said, uh, you know, the they started so poorly. That all the days, all the, the, his plan really went down the drain pretty early with some injuries, with, uh, guys, you know, he wanted to get guys some rest. He couldn't, he couldn't in good conscience because they were playing so poorly, Ben, say, Xander needs a day. How many times did we complain? Xander's in the lineup again. He's got this wrist. He had
4: to play him. That that may have been Bob Melvin's biggest mistake. That was probably his biggest mistake. I would have made it too.
1: Oh, it, it's 100%. hard when you're sitting at
4: you know, 37 and 43. I just looked up. They After 40 games, they were 19 and 20. After 80 games, they were 37 and 43. How do you rest, guys? Really hard to sit down Juan Soto, sit down Fernando Tatis Jr., You've got a really thin bench that hasn't produced and put Brandon Dixon in more and more because they haven't Carpenters been producing. Getting starts and, but know. when you saw how they did at the end of the season, when he was starting to get more rest and they started to play better, you'll wonder how the season might have been different if you had just stuck with that plan. Even as they struggle, you go, know, I know we've lost four out of five, but I really think we need to give... Soto and Tatis yeah, and dead. Manny a day. You're here. dead.
3: There's no. There's like hardly any justification yeah. for that. And the only justification comes long after the season's over, and you look back and can say, "See, I knew what I was doing. I knew the heartbeat of my team. I don't. I don't. I don't blame Bob. There's. There's things that Bob did wrong. That was one of them. Obviously, um, kind of scared to to see. Also, there was probably some pettiness going on. You know, of being like. This is the bench you gave me. I can't in good conscience put these guys out there. It, you know, if my job and this team is trying to win a World Series, I don't blame him for the bullpen woes early on. These guys were terrible. Like you picked up the phone and you had no idea what you were going to get.
4: And that that brings me to another point in that there are the Padres do have some selfish players, but not in the way that you think. Get to that coming up. More of your calls. If you're online, stay there. 833-288-0973. Back. Continue this discussion next after a check of traffic uh, with Bennett Woods. This hour on Bennett Woods brought to you by the Golf Mart on 97.3 The Fam. Back after Kelly.
1: knows
4: tony kornheiser but to get him unfiltered check out the tony kornheiser show podcast you've been getting him filtered this oh, whole
3: time i haven't been getting him at all what?
4: So. <laughs> reverse osmosis filtering of tony kornheiser but uh Catch him tonight at 4.30. Oh, no, wait. That's the uh, the Monday Night Football game. The iconic voice of PTI, a roller coaster of wit and wisdom. It's smart. It's funny. It's his unique perspective on the sports world. Unleash your curiosity. Join the conversation. Follow the Tony Kornheiser Show on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Want to get back out to the phones, 833-288-0973. I called the Padres players, at least some of them, selfish before the break, so I need to explain. My question is: Is sometimes that determination, like Juan Soto, to play 162 games? Yes. Is that is that fortitude? Is that leadership, or is that selfishness? It's a Good question. Because Manny Machado has a lot of it as well. When a guy comes to sit down, when a guy comes to you as the skipper
3: and says, "Hey, I want in, I'm in." Don't you, you, love that. don't you
4: dream of that? Don't you yeah. dream of, of 26 guys that say... Just write my name into the lineup every day. Don't yeah, worry and, about me. I'll be ready to go for you. And Cal Ripken Jr. The, was, the, pitcher, was he the most selfish player right? in baseball history. Many would say yes. Many would say, <laughs> yeah, there were better options for the
3: Baltimore Orioles at the time than running Cal Ripken Jr. out there to shortstop. He's also and a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. I, I think if, if you're a skipper... It's your dream. You want you don't want the kid or the, the player that's like, ooh, I don't know, I don't know if I can go today. You're like, Oh my god, again, dude. When all right, let me get my pen, let me get my paper. When would you like to play today? <laughs> right? When when <laughs> Is now a good time for you to pinch hit? No. Okay, let me go to somebody else. You don't want that. You want
4: gamers. But I also feel there's no way that you it's such a hard you game. can play 162 and be at your absolute best. I there's, agree. There's I got agree. to be. I don't know whether it's 140 or 150 or what the number is where you can really maximize your your talent, you know, your health. Your, pro- your productivity, because if you're there 162, you're going to get into some slumps that you really can't get out of, and you're just reeling for days, and you're trying to hit yourself out of them. And, boy, would have been nice to have had a day off about four days ago, but now you've been in there, and you want to just keep fighting, because I know I'm about to break out any day now, so I can't miss today, because what if this was the day when I was going to go three for four? And you justify, and you rationalize it in yourself and your mind but putting that pressure on yourself to play 162, and we talked to Adam Jones about this as well, because uh, he's done it in his career. I I feel like that's that's both a great thing for the team and sometimes it's a terrible thing for well, the
3: team. Well, we talked about the massive respect that it garners from your fellow players, and Manny is a name that you always hear. Like, the guy will do whatever he can to be on the field, doesn't go to the IL much uh, at all, hates to go on the IL, but sometimes... It's in the best interest of a team. Like, it does you no good to have Manny Machado not on the I.L., but can't walk, run, hit, throw, play third. But you can't bring up somebody else in his absence because he just, frankly, doesn't want to go on the I.L. That that doesn't help your team at all. So, uh, But I will never, I'm never, ever in my career going to say, I don't like that guy because he wants to play too much. I'll never say it because I don't believe it. I believe that you should do what you can to be out on the field because a Manny Machado at 60 70% still better than a Matthew Batten at 100% no offense to
4: him but they're different players. Honestly the best attitude is I'm there for you every single day you need me skip but if you tell me to sit down for a day I will absolutely listen to sure. you and I'll I trust your, I'll trust your judgment. I trust your judgment. Trust your
3: judgment. Know this I don't wanna sit. I hate sitting. I'm better off helping the team if I'm in there. In my opinion, you want that kind of belief and confidence from an athlete, in my opinion, I think. But, you know, sometimes, bro, when Manny got really hurt a couple of years ago, and, you know, when I talked to his wife and she said, yeah, he's on the table about four hours before the game just to be ready to DH. You know, and and then when you can't put him on the I.L., he can barely run, cannot play third, which is what he's. Best at in the world. I'd rather watch him play third base than watch anybody do anything. Like, that's my favorite thing in the world. But is that really helping you guys moving forward? He inspired a lot of people that year, though. They had a good year. That that was a lot of guys. Look at that. Yeah, and the whole yeah, team I, did. If I it,
4: remember correctly, he came back like 10 days after his injury. Instead of going on the 10-day IL, the IL yeah. he, I mean, maybe he came back after nine days on the IL. I can't remember exactly what it was. Is it less inspiring to come back instantly after those 10 days? Or is it more inspiring to stay on the active roster for those 10 days I think, while sitting on the bench?
3: You know, I think if you're if you're another player, let's say you're a younger player, and you walk by the training room at 11 in the morning, and there's Manny getting worked on and getting taped and doing all the things he had to do to go through it, I do think that speaks okay. volumes. All right. I do. I think you look at it and go, oh, God. Like, I need to – if he's doing it and he makes this much money and I'm here and I don't make that much money and I'm not as established, I need to make sure I'm taking care of my body to do whatever I need to get on the field.
4: Let's go to uh, Jose. You are next up with Bennett Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, Jose. Good morning,
5: guys. How are you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about, you know, Jay's bit and, you know, what he said about the feeling, about yeah. the quotes. And ultimately, I mean, you guys said it, like, I don't think it matters what they say or don't say at the end of the day. At the end of the day, they didn't play and they didn't do what they needed to do. I think I appreciate the honesty, even if it sucks. Like, I see, That's like, fair. so many times interviews and they're like they're so boring like they're always saying like, oh well we just didn't get through this time we'll do it next time you know Bob i said it all year <laughs> yeah
3: most managers do you haven't seen our best baseball yet Yeah, you're right no it's, a, it's an interesting uh, counterpoint to that of don't we appreciate in the media or as fans the honesty you know I think there's it's a fine line I certainly um, I certainly appreciate a player when he comes out and says hey man This one's on me. I blew it. I was terrible. I had three opportunities to drive in runs with less than two outs. I didn't get the job done. I was terrible, and I need to be better. I'm fine with that. What I don't like, and I can't suffer, is, yeah, there's just a general pervasive attitude that when we get down one run that we're out of the game. Are you joking? Our infield alone is worth a billion dollars. Like, that in and of itself should be able to net you two runs. I don't, that's not the mentality. I want the mentality, and I want them to say it. We're never out of a game. Because there have been Padres teams where you felt in 2022, you you were never out of a game.
4: You could not go to bed early. You couldn't do it. There were also Padres teams in many, many years that were legitimately out of the game. Sometimes in the first inning. I didn't just think and that's, just you're out right. of the game.
3: But I didn't think it was that I didn't think it was gonna be last no, year. I no. I thought no, that not. would Has be, be I mean, look, you, you you captured some lightning in a bottle with some amazing walk offs and the Jorge Alfaro stuff was incredible. It was
4: incredible. The constant even when they early, but then the bats would go dead for, yep, for six, six innings. innings. Yeah. That, that uh, just can't, that can't happen again in twenty twenty four. It just can't I mean every team We'll have games and slumps, but it was it was so pervasive and persistent throughout the year where even on games when they'd score seven runs, all of a sudden they'd go five innings without doing anything. And yeah. yes, I know there are tough pitchers and there are nasty bullpen relievers that are coming in all over the place, but it's it just can't happen again where the with the team just disappears for stretches at a time Foot, during games.
3: You gotta Put the foot right on the throat, man. And they they would they literally. How many times did they score two in the first, two in the bottom of the first? And you're like, okay, good start, good start. Padres lose four to two, and you're like, what in the world just happened? Like they looked gangbusters in the first. Thing. Maybe it's balls Brandon hard. Fott comes to mind. <laughs> yes,
4: dude. Very similar. I think I feel like, like four in the first. Now I
3: feel like it happened forty times last year. You'd score a couple, two, three, even four runs in the first couple innings, and then it was over. It was just ice cold. One, two, three. The rest of the time, gotta, there's got to be some killer instinct on, on that squad. They're they're too good. They have too much talent. They make too much money uh, to play that way in 2023.
4: All right. Well, let's take time out. We'll come back. Uh, phone lines are still open. 833-288-0973. Can get into a little bit of football. I would be shocked if there's not a flip in the, uh, the top four of the college playoff rankings finally this week. But I've been surprised the last couple of weeks. So uh, Georgia makes a statement. Michigan gets by without Jim Harbaugh. We'll get into some of the, uh, the football action from the weekend coming up next with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small
1: business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
4: hot in here. So So hot in here. You are warm. You are a warm radio host this morning. It's Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. This segment on the uh, Ben and Woods program is brought to you by the Caltrans Stormwater Program. Visit cleanwaterca.com. Let's change this to that by picking up after our pets. Reducing pesticide use and regularly servicing vehicles. Learn how at CleanWaterCA.com. That's CleanWaterCA.com from the Caltrans Stormwater Program. I did see some projections that uh, coming to San Diego possibly next month for the DirecTV Holiday Bowl, new sponsor this year, USC Clemson. I, I don't think anyone would have thought that at the beginning of the year. No. That USC and Clemson might be relegated to Holiday Bowl status, but here we are. Clemson's actually been playing better lately, but USC continues to just circle the drain uh, after their loss, and it wasn't close. I watched some of that game; not even close against uh, UCLA, thirty-eight to twenty on Saturday night. Uh, I, I what? Mean, what a just an utterly disappointing season for the Trojans. Told you, man. Lincoln Riley is an F R A U D. Of the highest order. I mean, imagine if Caleb Williams didn't come with him. Oh, my God. From Oklahoma. To win. Be a Did, two wouldn't win have team. had the Heisman last year, and this year's team wouldn't have even been in a bowl game. No, no question. It's, uh, it's, it's a, incredible. It's a got to be a real concern, considering how much they've paid him. Yeah. I mean, now it's college football. You just buy him out. Yeah. A Jimbo Fisher. On to the next one. write him a check for what would that be? $192 million and move on to your next coach? Staggering. I know that they said that... Uh, Chip Kelly was the coach on the hot seat going into that game, but honestly, it looks like UCLA is heading in the car- the right direction, and USC looks like they're heading in the wrong direction uh, right now in college football. But we'll get you some more thoughts on uh, what transpired on Saturday after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Congratulations to our bosses, Adam Klug's uh, Georgia Bulldogs, now... 28 consecutive wins, tying the SEC record, completed their third consecutive undefeated SEC season with a 38-10 win over Tennessee, 18th-ranked Tennessee, On the road. I thought they might be vulnerable in that game. Yeah. Not even close. I I thought, and, you know, conversely, I had also picked Michigan to absolutely roll,
3: and they didn't, man. They were really, really close to blowing that game at the end. They can't throw. That's a weird thing to be that good of a football team with such a good defense and a good running attack, obviously. Their quarterback, uh, McCarthy. Is that right, Kyle McCarthy? I think that's his name. He has had such a tough time throwing the football lately. And how are you going to go out and win a national title in college football 2023 if you really aren't confident at all in throwing I, the football?
4: I was watching just the end of that game, and uh, Michigan was up, I think it was 29-24. And Maryland had the ball. Yep. They had a chance to drive down for a winning touchdown, but they were right back in their own goal line. They got called for uh, intentional grounding in the end zone for a Safety. safety. I couldn't hear exactly what was going on. Looked to me like, yeah, the the pass was like eight yards short of the receiver, but it was heading to to a receiver. I was surprised that they pretty much decided the game on that play when you easily could have just said, yeah, it was short, but it wasn't intentional grounding. And uh, that was it for Maryland as Michigan does pull out the 1,000th win in program history. It comes without Jim Harbaugh.
3: And now they've got Ohio State this week. That's going to be, obviously, the premier matchup yeah. uh, of the weekend, Michigan-Ohio State. And a, and actually, I think Ohio State handles them. I do. I mean, I, I I just, if you can't throw the football and you're not confident in your quarterback, then how do you go out and beat an Ohio State?
4: Um, you know what is impressing me about Ohio State is... And I, Michigan's favorite, by the way. By I Ohio didn't... State. I didn't give C.J. Stroud nearly as much credit last year as maybe he deserved because he's clearly the guy from this last draft. I mean, he's been incredible for the Houston Texans. We got like a practically a Ryan Leaf Peyton Manning thing going on here, almost with the top two picks between Bryce Young. They could have had C.J. Stroud in Carolina. Instead, they went with Bryce Young. He has not been good. C.J. Stroud is potentially not just Rookie of the Year in the MVP conversation. He's been that good. And Ohio State still playing this well without C.J. Stroud this year is some, something to behold for the Buckeyes. That's a really good season uh, for Ryan Day's team. I like this little mix of NFL
3: and college kind of football. Back yeah, and forth a little bit. Mix it together uh, a little bit. Yeah, I remember our beloved Hammer, who was our uh, assistant producer for a while. Huge Texans, fans, a Texans fan. And we used to roast him up and down. I texted him the other day. I go, well, how are you feeling about? cj stroud he goes we have our mahomes like he goes i'm i can't couldn't be more excited cj stroud when he plays football at the highest level looks infinitely more comfortable than he did when he played at ohio state university he looks like he's better suited for the nfl game calm unflappable stands in the pocket slings it down the field on a rope Makes good decisions. It's wild. It's, it's like it almost looks like the game's too slow for him at the pro level, Ben. That's how good he's been this year. I've watched uh, a few of their games, a few of their highlights, and he is so fun to watch, man. It's so fun to watch a guy figure it out. You know, conversely, you watch a team like the Jets and Zach Wilson and some of the, the younger quarterbacks. And he's been in the league a few years. They still look like they have no idea what they're doing.
4: Florida State beat up on North Alabama, but at this point, you've got to give Washington some credit. They go on the road, beat number eleven Oregon State, twenty-two to twenty, another top twenty win for the Huskies. What is it going to take for Washington to finally crack the top four? I mean, it's got to happen this week. Just
3: what's the beef
4: with them? I mean, their defense, I guess, has not been fantastic in every single game. They haven't won by enough. The margin of victory is too small. I'm not sure, but if you're asking so
3: many ranked wins for strength of
4: schedule, I mean they've got it there, and I think if you wait until next week until Ohio State or Michigan loses, not good enough for me. At this point, you've got to elevate Washington into the top four this week for what they've done. They haven't announced. Well, they're they're at four in the AP, AP, but the college football playoff rankings, which come out tomorrow feel like that's where you got to elevate them those are the standings that really matter at this time yeah. of the year
3: the uh, AP Georgia Ohio State
4: Michigan Washington they did flip-flop Florida State yep. and Washington last night in the new uh, AP college football yeah interesting
3: out. gonna be interesting to see what happens uh moving forward so I can't wait for that game that game's going to be insane insane Michigan Ohio State this Saturday
4: I uh I checked in at halftime of the Aztecs game was kind of surprised they weren't losing it was 10-10 at San Jose State even though they were uh two touchdown underdogs they did cover but second second half didn't go well as they lost uh, fell to 3 and 8 with a 24 13 loss to San Jose State uh it is you like you like this though i know paulie's not here so i looked it up they did win the coin toss for the fifth time in 11 games.
3: That's literally the thing that they can hang their head on this year, their coin toss <laughs> And percentage. they actually
4: called it because they were on the road. So it's that was, been, that was kind phenomenal. of an important one for them. So Brady Hokes down to his last game ever. Going to be Saturday against Fresno State, also coming off a disappointing loss this week against New Mexico, who had been tied for last place with San Diego State. But congratulations, Aztecs. The cellar belongs to you and you alone. In the Mountain West. New Mexico has passed you. Hawaii has passed you. Nevada has passed you. Everyone has moved ahead of you. You are malone in last place in the Mountain West.
3: No, at least we have the basketball team.
4: Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, NFL Sunday action, obviously. Um, there were some decent games yeah. yesterday. The Sunday night game. Kind of a surprise that the Broncos have won four in a row and gotten back into the playoff hunt, Which is insane. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're not a good team. They were left for dead. They're not a good team. The Raiders are not a good team. They lost, they gave the Dolphins, though, a bit of a game. Antonio Pierce lost his first game as head coach 20 to 13, but they're both ahead of the LA Chargers in the AFC West Standings. The fact that the Chargers, who so clearly look like they're better than the Broncos and Raiders, are behind both of those teams in the standings just tells volumes. Well, a lot of
3: close losses about the mess you that know, that team A lot of close right losses. They looked. I watched uh, again yesterday. Watched the most of the second half there, and you know they they would march down the field, score now early in the game. Um, as we mentioned, uh, who was Keenan Allen? Couple right off. I mean right off the old chest plate, man, uh, for, for a score. Eckler's fumble was just massive. Eckler slipping later on in the game as they were trying to drive it down the field. A drop touchdown, or at least a drop uh, completion that would have put them in field goal range. I mean, they just shot themselves in the foot a hundred times yesterday. Uh, defense is, is given up a ton of yards. So yeah, I mean they're they're they gotta be out of it at this point. I mean there's there's probably no hope for that.
4: Yeah, I mean their schedule gets a little bit easier, but they still have another game against the Chiefs uh to play. I yeah. mean they're they're gonna have to go on an incredible run to get back into playoff contention. Big win for the Browns. Uh, as you'd expect, a very low-scoring game against the Steelers there in Cleveland, and I think it was their fourth last-second win, like three last-second field goals, one last-second touchdown to pull out another victory. This one came with Dorian Thompson-Robinson leading the game-winning drive in his second start, the quarterback out of UCLA. Did see that they uh, signed Joe Flacco to join the practice squad, so more quarterbacking uh, depth uh, with Deshaun Watson out for the season. But they're 7-3 and three and trending toward a playoff spot. They currently hold the top— wild card position and they are still on the heels of the baltimore ravens who of course got their win on thursday against the cincinnati Bengals. Uh, jaguars have been kind of just rounding into form they're seven and three after a 34 14 route of the tennessee titans cowboys are an interesting team they they wreck the bad teams and they did again against the panthers 33 to 10 but can you really trust them against a good team not not so not far. Really, not yeah. really. I mean, they're going to have to show it against something other than the lower tier teams because they when they play a lower tier team, they absolutely annihilate them. Tonight, but, tonight's going to be a fun one. Tonight's yeah. going to be a really fun one uh,
3: in the NFL uh, at Kansas City. You got the Eagles going into to Arrowhead Stadium, eight and one. Chiefs seven and two. This is uh, this is what you this is what you dream of. Yeah, I'll have
4: that for you again on ABC 10. I've been told there will be no mention of the Kelsey brothers oh, on Taylor the broadcast Swift. tonight. No Tom. coverage. She's her an Eagles fan. against Brothers. She was. She
3: was. But you can't be an Eagles fan if your boyfriend plays for the Chiefs and they're playing each other. That's just that's just standard. And people are upset with her. Blood people is in Philly. thicker than water. Well, they're
4: not blood. What if Bo gets drafted by the Dodgers? Then someday? I am a huge. Huge Dodger fan. His like, blood is thicker like than water. The,
3: the biggest Dodger fan you've ever Bo, seen. Bo, I love you. I hope
4: you have a good season. But when you come against the Padres, I hope you stink. No, Are you he, kidding? He, what if, what just... if he goes
3: to USC? You're <laughs> right? Like, that would be like, hey, we'd love him to play for the Trojans. I'm like, I'm all in. That's my kid. <laughs>
4: Dun, 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 yeah, da, a, dun, dun, your boys dun, out there dun.
3: fighting on, like can you imagine it'd be a nightmare, but it'd be like the best nightmare you could have.
4: Let me just clip what you yeah. saying that
5: he's the biggest I'm, Dodger fan out of context glad, really quick.
3: I'm glad Paul's not here. I mean that's standard, right? We've you know, Paul, Ben, you've got kids, you have teams that you loathe. Bro, if the Dodgers take Bo, come on,
4: man. Rams pulled out a, a one-point win over the Seahawks. Tula Vista's Jason Myers missed a potential game, winning 55-yard field goal in the final seconds of that one. A tough loss for the Seahawks as they're fighting for a playoff spot. Brock Purdy had a perfect passer rating. That's always fun. 49ers have uh, kind of pulled out of their three-game losing streak with a couple of wins as they beat the Bucks 27-14. We talked about C.J. Stroud. Had three interceptions but overcame them and pulled out that win over the Cardinals. Uh, Giants upset the a couple, Commanders. A of those
3: were not on him. I hate. No, they were. I hate that. It's such a the interception stat in and of itself is such a bummer. Like if you're a quarterback, you hit a guy right in the chest, he boots it. Next, you know, they, they pick off the carom. It's like, oh, that's on me. My bad for hitting you right in the hands. It's just the worst.
4: Giants upset the Commanders, thirty-one nineteen. I, I we talked about it last week. The Commanders were the most selected team in our in the Yahoo Survivor League of Working. the team's really? remaining. Yeah, because they were going against the Giants. So that may have knocked out some of the commander's uh, choosers. Now, we took the Lions, and I thought, oh, I'm done. I'm toast. They were down 12 with just over three minutes to go and scored two touchdowns and a safety in the last three minutes to, to pull out that win over the Chicago now, Bears.
3: Italian Paul is a, a big Giants guy. That's a kind of an excruciating team to root for. Yeah. What's more excruciating? i the as bad as the Jets. <laughs> I was, Okay, I was going to ask. It's true. What's more
4: excruciating, Mets or Giants? Right now, the Giants have a more recent world, world championship than the Mets, right? They do. Yeah, but the Giants are so pitiful. Like, Who's your quarterback so now? Pit- Tommy DeVito, one of your boys.
3: <laughs> I like that kid. He had a decent game, didn't he? Three touchdown Three, passes? Yeah. yeah, including a beauty to Saquon Barkley for the first one. Beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. All right. Italian Stallion. At the helm in New York. That's way too much football talk for me. And then
4: uh, finally, I'd save this one for last. Do you know which team in the national football team is the most Padres-like of them all?
3: Ooh, that's a good question.
4: Um, Who? The Vikings. It's the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they are very much. They they have the second-best point differential in the AFC, but only the eighth-best record in the AFC this year. Because when they win... They win big, yeah. and when they lose, they've been losing small. They won big yesterday over those New York Jets, 32-6. to Josh Allen with three touchdown passes, Uh, but they are clearly out of playoff position right now, and it's been a pretty disappointing season for the Bills. Not as disappointing as it's been for the Jets, but it looks like they're finally, Zach Wilson may finally be benched. He got taken out of the game yesterday, and uh, Robert Sala has not said whether or not he will start on Friday's Black Friday game against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, This week. That
3: was so much football that it actually made me uncomfortable. I'd like to get back to Padres baseball somehow,
4: some way. I just did. I compared the Bills to the Padres. That was my transition element at the end. I'm sweating now. To get you back to some Padres talk. Way too much Padres talk. We have
3: have an Italian Paul report coming up soon we do he's yep.
4: going to get into the uh, f1 race over the weekend we've got uh jay paris coming up at nine thirty. yeah we heard his audio uh earlier lambasting the 2023 padres for not basically coming together for peter Seidler sure. last year and we don't we don't know how much the players were made aware of peter's situation or, or even really i mean you know, what the Padres felt in the season. I mean, I, I'd i hope that they always had optimism that, that Peter was going to get better, but we don't really know the details in terms of Peter's health. And, you know, we heard at the end of the season he had that medical procedure and was recovering, but we didn't know what the expectations were behind closed doors and whether that was something that filtered its way down into the locker room. So
3: Now, Italian Paul, this is going to upset you as a Met fan, but the Atlanta Braves have just gotten uh, much, much stronger. Did you see the? Again? They again? Yeah, they just signed right-handed pitcher Ronaldo Lopez Ben oh, to good a three-year contract. Uh, Right-hander set to make four million next season, eleven million in each of the twenty-five and twenty-six seasons, eight million dollar club option in twenty-seven. Um, so he is twenty-nine. Pitched for three teams in twenty twenty-three, three twenty-seven ERA through for the White Sox, Angels, and Guardians. He's nasty. He throws uh, ninety-eight point two. Miles an hour is his average miles an hour on his fastball. ninety six percentile. So their bullpen just got a little nastier. Seems like a, uh, again... That's I a, mean,
4: for $4 million next year, that's a steal. That's a steal, uh, yeah. The next two years, are going to be paying the Piper. Piper a little bit. Yep. for Unless he takes another step up for Ronaldo, Ronaldo Lopez. But that's... I'm sure the Padres are looking at deals like that to keep their payroll down this year and might have to backload some things again because they've done that with a number of players. I mean, you can't do that with everybody. All right, we'll get into it in our final hour. Uh, again, uh, Italian Paul Frank's got a Rindle report for us with some more headlines. And then Jay Paris' biggest fan contest is coming up as well, brought to you by the San Diego Seals. All ahead here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?